0: Bob Proctor is one of the guys, anybody you're familiar with the book The Secret, he's one of the master teachers and I had an opportunity for him to be my mentor and it was funny, I'll never forget. We were talking and um, he said to me, son, how much do you charge? It's about a year ago. I said $10,000. I was excited. I come from poverty, Glenn. (laughs) I come from a working class. I, made, you know, $10. I can do 20 gigs a month you know, $10. my mother never made 10,000 at one time I'm excited he said $10,000 I said yeah he said what else what else do you do I said well I've got the book the secret to success so you sell a book oh. <laughs> I was asking to be mentored, not insulted He said, Oh, your little book you still selling books I said still still I'm sorry, I'm from Detroit, high school dropout. No, Nobody on my block is an author, nobody in my family is an author. When you say steal, <laughs> help me out, what do you mean? By steal, we made over a million dollars the first year, what do you mean steal? He says, Eric, nobody really makes good money off of books but chicken soup for the soul. He said, you give this away and you turn it into an ascension program. I said, a who? He said, an ascension program, kid. He said, listen to me, the little TGIM thing you're doing, that's for people who don't really want a lot. There's a group out there they want to learn how you did it from top to bottom, son. You need a program, you need a university online. He said ten thousand dollars. You're one of the best in the world. Ten thousand? He said, do me a favor. Let's start at least at twenty. I saw him six months later. He said, Eric, how's the twenty thing coming? I said, it's going great, sir. He said, what do you mean it's going great? I told him twenty and everybody's doing it. He said, then that's a problem. Lions are wired differently. I said, what do you mean it's a problem? You told me to say 20, I said 20, now they giving me 20. Like, is this a trick? He said, no, if this are yes, it's a problem. Say a number that they're going to say no to, and then you can negotiate. So tell them 100 and see where it falls. He said, I bet you won't be anywhere close to 20. Sure, what am I telling you? He said, your problem is you think like a kid who grew up in Detroit. You think like a kid who came from poverty. You think like a kid whose mama had him at 17 years old. That's how you think. You're not wired to be who you've been called to be. What you need to think is not how you see the world, but what you need to see is how the world sees you. And the world doesn't see you as a 10,000 year. The world sees you as much bigger. And when you can see yourself as the world sees you and not how you see yourself, is when you're going to go to another level. Let me tell you something.
1: Welcome, in, you are listening to another episode of KeepTheChange.co.nz Money Mail. We're still in lockdown, so I'm starting off with some of the videos and content that I have stored in my arsenal, in my ammunition, my vault that I like to dive into and listen to. And this is an absolute cracking video I came uh, came across a couple of years ago now, and it's Eric Thomas who is talking. His nickname is the Hip Hop Preacher. A huge following over in the States, and that video is called Change the Way You See Yourself. It goes for about 10 minutes, and you've copped the first couple of minutes at the start there. And it gets to the point um, at or just after I turned it off, basically. But it is the, the thinking around who you are and who you see yourself and why that's uh, who you see yourself to be. And why that is so important because often when we grow up through life we build a story for ourselves of how we see ourselves and we forget that we carry that with us for our entire life whereas the people that we come into interaction with day to day, week to week that we meet they don't know those stories about us. They've built their own story in their head how they see you. So How you see me will be different to how I see myself and vice versa. It's a very, very important lesson to learn because usually we hold on to the past and the stories of the past and give ourselves reasons why we can't do things. And you will see this actually, uh, I can't remember what the lady's name is, really inspirational chat from a lady who... She has a large blog, it's massive, and she kept saying, oh, it's small, and talking down the things that she was doing. And what she basically realized is that this was conditioned into her as she grew up listening to her dad tell her, oh, you're daddy's little girl, and you're my little girl, you're just a little girl. And her whole life she's gone through thinking, I'm just a little person, I do little things, And I've got this little blog and that's not how other people see her. That's not how the world sees her and the information she puts out. But that's the story that she had told herself and was still holding on to. So very, very important to identify where you've come from in your life and the parts of the story that may not necessarily serve you well anymore or that maybe you hold on to. As an excuse, or I didn't grow up with a good education, or um I had troubles in my youth, or I didn't like going to school, or I've never liked math, or I've never liked money, all those types of things are stories and chapters of stories that we've told ourselves, and unfortunately, those things are often not how other people will see us, so say you are a business owner and you have a number of staff but you've always told yourself that you don't like money and you've sucked at it and you don't care about it, that's not how staff are going to see you, most likely they're going to see you as somebody that understands money, probably making heaps of it because you're in business, should be shouting all the beers on the Friday for all the staff because you're loaded and you can just do what you want and business is awesome all these types of things and they'll see you as a person who you don't realise and that's why it's very important to decide who you want to be and build that story out. So people will often build a profile of the person they want to become and they will then go about taking the actions to make that happen. This is very, very powerful. And again, more stuff that we don't get taught when we're growing up. I know you probably think, well, I came here to listen to a Keep the Change lesson. Uh, Now we're seven minutes deep on building a profile and story for ourselves. But you can literally watch this play out recently with the Olympics. So many of them, they tell the story of, you know, this is how I started with sport. I've always wanted to win a gold medal. I've seen myself doing this and here I am. And it's just such a great thrill. They've built out the future version of themselves. Excuse me, and we sit at home and watch on the couch, and we see them as champions, as Olympians, as medal winners. We're not thinking, oh, wow, I wonder if that person has any problems or if they struggle with money or whatever. Like We just see them for the story that we want to give them. So what Eric's video is about here is getting rid of his mentality that he came from the hood and that he was brought up with nothing and that he's doing really well compared to what some of his peers are and, and his past life. And his mentor is saying to him, mate, you're playing too small. You're playing way too small. You know you don't understand how the world sees you. The world sees you as a way bigger impact and source of information and inspiration than what you do. You, know, you need to level your shit up. And that was his big wake-up call to then go deeper into. So very, very powerful for you there. I know not necessarily entirely money related but often uh, it does relate to money so just uh, maybe go back to the start of that and and listen again or or if that that's got you really thinking then check out Eric Thomas's video change the way you see yourself I probably get through that maybe once a month uh, just to give myself a bit of rewiring and to remember okay this is you know I might be going through Uh, tougher times or might just be hitting some flat spots and stuff or doubting myself especially if you're having doubts um, about stupid things or emotional things rather than being transactional and practical Then it's a great piece of content to listen to to go right actually I need to think about how people are seeing me rather than how I'm currently seeing myself because A, B, C and D is not going my way. All right let's get into this week's lesson we, ha- we are going to be talking about donations this time, we put this on Instagram a little while ago who wanted to learn about donations and uh, it's week number 70 and the subject line is need to claim your donations Luke, that's me. You might remember from an earlier lesson that my business partner and I had a business called school rebates. We help parents claim back a million dollars from the government. Many parents didn't know that they were entitled to a third of their school donations we made it easy for them to do it online. This was possible because we can all claim back 33%, 33 .33 33.33% of the donations that we make. You can claim tax credits for donations of $5 or more when your donation is A, to an approved charity or organisation, B, did not provide any direct benefit to you or your family, and C, was not given, bequeathed, done, or appointed by, will or made by way of full or partial debt forgiveness, Basically what this is saying is that if you give money to a charity or an approved organisation such as a school, then there's a high chance that you'll be able to claim 33.33% of that back. But if you are getting something in return, so you're getting some tickets to the corporate box or uh, your family's giving it to you when someone's passed away in a will, that sort of thing, that's probably not a donation and you're not going to be able to claim a third of that back. Now this is where it gets pretty good. You can submit the receipt of a donation at any times within the last four years of payment. You need a receipt for each donation you want to claim. If you've lost yours, don't worry. Most organisations keep copies of receipts. What this means is that you can claim donations you've made in the last four years. Where this was beautiful for parents with school rebates is that they didn't know that they could claim. They would go to their school and say, hey, you're an approved organisation. Do you have receipts for these last four years? The admin person would say, fuck, I really didn't want to do this, but I'm obliged to do it. Here you go here's your four receipts, they would give them to us at school rebates, we would file their claim for them and they would get a third of those back. Uh, the biggest one I think we ever did was over $10,000, believe it or not. So if someone had paid so much in donations over the last four years that they had no idea that they were entitled to it back and we worked through the entire process, made sure that they hadn't claimed previously, they hadn't, and they'd paid over thirty-five or $40,000 of donations, I think it was from memory, uh, over those last four years and we're able to get over $10,000 back for this person. So this isn't some sort of like loophole or anything. It's been around for a long time. And um, it's in the school space. It was, a lot, it's very confusing. And parents didn't, didn't understand that they could actually claim theirs. And part of what puts people off claiming that we learned is that they think that the school is going to be paying for it. So who does pay for it? When we were operating school rebates, there was some misinformation floating around. That this affected the school's, or, for instance, the charities, as they are the ones who have to pay the refund back. Well, this isn't true. The IRD refunds you the money, and there's a tax law in place to encourage Kiwis to be charitable towards the causes that they care about. The government actually provide for this by putting money aside to allow for refunds back to those people who donate. So the government actually budget for an X amount of money that will be donated by all New Zealanders, and then they say, well, if uh, we had to donate, well. Uh, rebate 33% of that back to people who donate. That would be Y amount. And we're going to put a percentage of likelihood that people will uh, that actually claim these is probably about 40%. So we'll put 40% of that money aside in our budget and put it in a bank account. And if people come and apply, then they can, they can get their money and it's already been provided for. So it's the government that are doing it. It's just a tax rule to encourage those who do donate uh, to be able to get something back and encourage them to donate further and basically incentivize people who want to donate to, uh, to, to do so rather than not doing it because they can't be bothered. Examples. If you pay $1,000 in donations, well, you can claim 33.33% back, so that's $333.33. Now, what about if you've been paying $1,000 in donations for the last four years and you had no idea you could make a claim? You've got copies of the receipts now and had income in all four of those years. Well, you can claim back $1,333.32 via the IRD website. How the hell do we do this? Well, you need to go online to MyIR account that you'll have set up by now because you're listening to Keep the Change podcast and reading them, and you know that you should have your own MyIR account, and you can keep a track of all your taxes and stuff like that in there. It's not a scary place. It's all good stuff. So you want to go into your MyIR account and lodge a donation rebate return, and you can follow the steps at this link you're going to need to check the blog on keepthechange.co.nz forward slash blog if you want to come and get this link to go and read more about it. And a bit of a brag here, this link or this process didn't exist when school rebates started. You couldn't upload a receipt online in our system you could. You're required to fill out a form, attach a hard copy of the receipt and send them in an envelope stamped and addressed to the IRD. You had to get that form right because if you got it wrong, they weren't going to refund it. So maybe that is why no one did it. Now, we built a process where it was really easy for parents to be able to do it and now the IRD basically have that on their website so hence we didn't carry on with school rebates because we would have been uh, competing with a billion dollar budget when ours was less than $100,000. there is a limit to how much you can claim back. Your claim is limited to the total amount of income you had in that year, i.e. say you genuinely donated $20,000 to charities, you could only claim the whole $20,000 if you had taxable income of at least $20,000. What that means is that if you don't have income, you don't have income that you pay tax on, then the IRD aren't going to let you claim a donation against that because their eyes are saying, well, how could you donate money if you don't earn any money and therefore pay any tax on that income? Where this can become a bit tricky is if a uh, family, for instance, let's say, um, yeah, husband and wife, and the wife goes to claim the uh, donations on behalf of the husband, so puts it under the husband's name, but the husband's a stay-at-home dad and he doesn't have any income and the wife is the one with the income and they apply for it under the husband's name. The IRD kick it back and say, well, sorry, husband doesn't have any income, so how could you have made these donations? Really, the donations would have been made by the wife, uh, technically, and they would be claimed by the wife under her IRD number and under her income. So a little bit of a technicality there but it's something for people to be mindful of and perhaps this could happen to you, you might win the lotto and that's not taxable income, it's tax free and you donate a million dollars to charity, well you most likely aren't going to have a million dollars of income in your tax return so they're not going to allow you to claim back 33% of that donation to charity. So if you do win lotto and want to give a whole heap of money to charity, get some specialist financial advice from somebody uh, who can help you figure out a way to do that Uh, that's going to be in your best interest but uh, if you do win the lotto and give a stack of it away you're not going to be able to claim a third of it back because you don't have the income to claim it against. So if your total donations were more than your taxable income you can split your donations with your spouse or your partner that's often what the parents would do uh, in in school claims they would split it 50-50 between the husband and the wife as well. Now that should give you a good solid understanding of how donations and claiming them back work in New Zealand under our current tax rules. If you're interested, there is more simple reading at this link, ird.govt.nz forward slash donations. So that's the IRD website, ird.govt.nz forward slash donations and you can have a read up on that. Be giving Luke Pierce. You're one of 4,593 recipients. Did you know, it is estimated that roughly one billion dollars of unclaimed charitable donation rebates are sitting waiting for New Zealanders to claim them. That that stat's been around for ages. I remember when we were doing school rebates right at the start, we kind of thought, wow, maybe we could start with schools and we can start doing charities. Um and I don't know how accurate that, that, that one billion dollars is. Um I did have some other stats on how much we give each year. I can't remember I can't remember how much it is. I'd have to dig it out now, but Kiwis do give a lot of money to causes that they care about each year and a lot of people just don't bother claiming the donation portion back because they can't be bothered, they didn't know that they could do it, it's not an easy process and we're just like well what's the point or we have this misinformation that we probably shouldn't because the charity are going to miss out on a third of it because it's going to get refunded to us rather than sitting with the charity so there's a number of reasons why people don't do it Um, but you know, you should know that if you do make donations and they're substantial, even if it's a hundred bucks or something, it's so easy now to upload your receipt in the IRD's website and they will do the checking effectively and be like, yep, this is fine, this applies, um, meets the criteria, and you'll get $33.33 refunded if you've donated a hundred bucks or 33.33% of whatever it is that you do donate. Now, very, very simple, and I hope that a number of people already knew about this, but that should clear up some of the information uh, around donations. Phil and I, we ceased school rebates because basically we were getting parents' refunds for 33% and then we were charging a 15% fee and we were we were basically breaking even. Um, it made a little bit of profit, but by the time we paid people to process it, make sure they're all done properly, for the systems, paid for all the marketing to be done. It was a business that we started from absolute scratch with zero customers and zero clue what we were doing, to be fair. And we really got it humming, but it was very evident that without really, you know, w- without throwing a lot of money at it, it was going to be a hard business to make sustainable and successful. And there was probably something we were going to need to do off the side of it. So perhaps offer the parents another form of uh, good or service that they could buy for us to be able to generate some income so we didn't carry on with it but it did teach me a lot and myself and Phil a lot and we've retaught a number of the lessons by the thing the things that we learned through school rebates um yeah uh in in next advisory now so it's been very very beneficial but uh, one of my fondest memories of school rebates, well not my fondest memories, probably fo- when I say fondest memories actually would be the feedback that we got from people, a lot of people would do the application at just a hope that maybe they'd get something, because we would deal with the schools and get the receipts back, So that's where it was a massive time suck, so we would have to follow them up and where is it, and make sure it was all accurate, and then we'd refund the parents, and some of them were just like, wow, I had no idea, you know, I'm so stoked, and I've been able to buy rain jackets for my kids this winter this is you know, don't know how much this 127 dollars you know means to me and I think that's partly you know another piece of the puzzle for me that's fueled my uh, desire to be able to help other people around finances and what because when you you know get comfortable living um, in, in terms of your own means and hanging out with your own friends that are earning the same amount of money and stuff and you get an email like that with someone saying hey I can now put Uh, rain jackets on my kids this winter you know it stops you in your tracks and you're like holy shit you know that was 127 dollars or whatever the refund was and here I am planning to go away this weekend and do this do that and all those types of things and so they can be nice little uh, moments to just you know reset you and and um, you know remind you of what things are important and what good can be done if you pass on your education uh, to other people but when I said one of my fondest memories, one of probably one of my strongest memories I should have said is we got um we got some media coverage and we got tens of thousands of people to the website one weekend and I don't know what a Facebook pixel was at this time we the process didn't work properly on the website. We thought that people would come through basically one landing page page a say, and then flow through the process from there and there'd be a slight chance that people would end up on page B and go through the process that way, but if they wanted to, they could. Unfortunately, 95% of people went through um, route B, and we didn't have it set up properly to capture all of their information, so we had half of the information we needed, and there was just shit going everywhere in the back end of this system, and I remember um, basically all of my flat, I was flatting at the time when we were working through this, and all of my flat going out on a Saturday night on a, on a bit of a bender and going for a great time. And I was staring at an inbox that had, I think, 2,000 or 3,000 unread emails, which were donation receipts and questions and all sorts of stuff. And I was just sitting there going, right, I just need to start at the top one by one. And I think I took myself to bed uh, not long before I knew they'd get home, but it was well, uh, well getting close to, I think, 2 a.m., and just so I didn't uh have to still be up when they got back and be like yep I've just sat on my computer this whole time but it was that grind of you just gotta suck it up and just work through it then the next one then the next one and just try and make some progress and I think that that taught me a lot and it has um allowed me to to realize I've got that in myself if I need to lean on that when shit gets really hard and just have to grind something out and Um, have some stickability and and just get through to the end and sometimes when I have those situations now I think well at least it's not as big as that one was uh, or as time consuming as that so heaps of good lessons for me through that process and of course amazing to be able to refund a million dollars to parents all around the country and make a difference to their life there we go that has been keep the Nz money mail week number 70 We will get out of here with some more Eric Thomas. Look after yourselves out there. We'll see you next week. It's
0: always a result of a commitment to excellence, intelligent planning, and focused effort. You're not going to be the best. You're not going to catch the best if you're not intentional and deliberate. And there are those of you in your in your space and whatever you're trying to do, you don't even represent the best in your space. And you still not giving 120. You're trying to catch the guy. You're trying to catch the female. That's the best. And you're waking up and giving me 70%. You're giving me 80%, but yet you have these dreams that you're going to be the best. How? You're still watching TV. Somebody said, Eric, have you not seen in America? Everybody, have you not seen Scandal? You must watch Scandal. It's the best sitcom. Have you not seen Scandal? I said, it's a scandal. I'm not watching it. It's a scandal. I'm not watching it. Come on at 10 o'clock at night. I'm in the bed. I gotta wake up, make my scandal become a reality. This is a scandal. I can't watch this. So I'll go home and say, Scandal was great. But I did Scandal on my time on my way to Australia. I didn't do scandal when I'm trying to catch Jim Rome. I didn't